some. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Yes, Have Some Podcast. My name is Craig Goldberg. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. As always, I am joined by my co-hosts, Abigail Gardner. Hey, y'all. And Jacob Walsh. Hey, uh, happy Walpurgis Knot. Oh, wait a minute. I believe it's pronounced Walter Goggins. What did you just say? <laughs> yeah, that's the only... What did you say? Um, Walpurgis Knot. Mm-hmm. It is uh, it, it's something that I've, uh, you know, I've learned about it from watching, you know, dear old Joe Bob. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs, the last drive-in's back on TV, and on Friday he had uh, an episode where he celebrated Walpurgis Knot, and he celebrated last year as well, but it's like this weird holiday that's like sort of a pagan witch holiday where um, they they have like bonfires, and there, there's some history to it that I don't have in front of me, so I can't tell you the correct history, but part of it has to do with like, it's the official change of the seasons, and witches believe that's when the veil was the thinnest so they mm-hmm. could do their best work. And the people tried to keep the witches away so they would have bonfires and dances and there are places where they still celebrate it. But it's celebrated on the 30th of uh, April slash the 1st of May. It's also exactly six months to Halloween. It's the halfway That's what Halloween I was point. thinking. So okay. Oh, it's, man. A, it's, it's a nice big celebration and we're recording our Evil Dead episode on on the best, I, I think, probably Did on the best Did we plan this? Day. This is great. Jacob, I was worried, man. I was like, are you like down in the basement of the cabin with like a bunch of dead you cats? Thought I was saying, you thought that was a word, one of the I, words. I thought you were doing witchcrafts. <laughs> yeah. And we don't have any room for, for any witchcrafteries around here. <laughs> uh, well, a happy uh, Walt, Walt. Walton Goggins Walt. fan day. What's Walt, that's Walpurgis not? Walpurgis not. Walpurgis not. Yes. Uh, Walburgers not. <laughs> no. Walburgers not. Walburgers not. Walburgers not. Uh, oh, I, we went to Walburgers. I ordered the garlic knots. I think that's what this mm. is all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's great. Yeah, we're going to talk about Evil Dead today uh, pretty exclusively. I mean, we did an Evil Dead episode last year. I believe it's in the archives where we, we recorded and talked about our feelings about Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness specifically. Um, and that was a lot of fun. And I'm not going to lie. Uh, Evil Dead's a really cool horror franchise. And I'm, I'm getting more and more into it as I get older. Uh, it was not something I gravitated towards as a kid. Uh, saw Army of Darkness and Evil Dead 2, you know, as a teenager, early, early adulthood. But it really didn't grab me uh, very hard until like, like maybe like last five to eight years. But we're going to talk about Evil Dead Rise. We're also going to talk about the Evil Dead remake, requel, sequel from 2013. Yeah. Which, Abby, should we tell everybody? Witchcraft, we watched it. We Yes, it did involve some witchcraft. Yeah. But we, we didn't see it. Until, I did not see that movie until last night. Yeah, I never, me either. I never saw big, the remake. Yeah, big time first viewing. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. Obviously, Evil Dead is uh, in theaters right now. It's doing really well. Um and I don't really even know where to start other than uh, to ask Jacob Walsh, what do yeah. you feel? Where, where does Evil Dead right now fit into the like the horror pantheon? Like, is it is it the top tier franchise? Is it like Nightmare on Elm Street? Is it better? Bigger? It, oh, well, it always to me, Evil Dead sort of feels like a um, almost like an underdog franchise, because I think some people don't take it as seriously as like 
Nightmare on Elm Street or Halloween or whatever. But what you were, the thing is like at this point, there are five movies. Right. And then there's like, there's, it's two or three seasons of a TV show. Three, three seasons, 30 episodes. Yeah. So that's a lot of content. And the thing that I think sets evil dead apart is that when you're watching, say you're sitting back and you're going to watch a Texas chainsaw movie or Halloween or whatever, there's at least one movie in that franchise where you're like, well, we're going to skip this one. <laughs> right. There's always a little skipper. Evil Dead, I don't think, has got that yet. Uh, there there might be, you know, uh, some people might gravitate more towards one or the other, but, like, I don't think any um, entry in the in the series so far is, like, I would not call it bad or awful. There might be there might be one that's on the bottom of my list, but I, it's still I've still rewatched it multiple times. So, yeah, yeah, they all have their offerings, like their their own neat little bits and things. Um, I feel like uh, I've always liked Evil Dead because it's like it's menacing. It's kind of funny. It's one of the most deeply fucked up things. And um, yeah, I think growing up, I had. Am I plugged in? I can't hear myself. Sorry. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Okay, great. Yeah, no, I remember growing up when I was probably like a sophomore, junior in high school. Like I started hanging out with a crowd of people that were like cool and went to shows and played music and they liked Evil Dead. And I remember seeing the posters and thinking like, this looks like, I I hope they don't put this on because it's going to scare me (laughs) (laughs) potentially and give me terrible dreams. Yeah. Um, but I always knew that it was like a- attached to like very cool, like, uh, like on, on the outskirts kind of, of horror and like, coolness. that's a really good call out. Yeah. It kind of like, it almost is like one of those horror franchise and maybe not so much now, like evil dead rises out. It's big, it's popular, mm-hmm. but there was definitely a period of time where it's like, Oh, you like evil dead. So, you know, like you, you're like in the club, like, you know, how yeah. awesome, uh, the the franchise is and how awesome Bruce Campbell is and like oh you're kind of a film nut or buff because you like like it's a very like well made interesting Sam Raimi and all that kind of stuff. Like well, that's the, the other thing. It's like perspective. If you saw Spider Man two in theaters and you saw the Doc Ock scene, right? And it's, you went that's straight up an Evil Dead. Thing. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. like uh, the camera work is an Evil Dead reference, and if like you knew that at the time. That that meant something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I by the way, I did not know that at the time. Uh, I recognized the great cinematography, but I was not putting those pieces together in whatever that was, two thousand two. Um, well, I, I think we talked about it in our our other episode, but I think it's probably worth repeating that. Um, like a lot of people, I know Craig, you this happened to you, and it happened to me, Abby. I'm not sure if if yours is the same way, but like. I saw army of darkness first and had no idea that it was the third movie in a franchise. Um, I remember I was, you know, maybe 10 when that came out and I remember Mm -hmm. thinking it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. (laughs) And I was always a little confused as to why there was a little bit of a recap at the beginning. I I just thought that it was a weird movie. I, you know, I was was a dumb 10 year old. And then somebody was like, well, army of darkness is part three. And I was like, well, it doesn't say part three. Then how is it a part three? And like, you know, now you find out that you're a blockbuster. You're yeah. looking. You're looking for Army of Darkness one and two, and you're like, I still yeah. can't find these movies. <laughs> yeah, but I. But yeah, it's a weird like. Evil Dead is one of those franchises where, it's had this. I, I've I've rewatched all of them in the last two weeks, especially since you know Evil Dead Rise came out. Um, I've seen Evil Dead Rise twice. 
uh, and I've rewatched everything else. And, uh, you know, the first evil dead is, it's a straight up, straight up a horror. There's nothing funny in the original evil dead. Maybe if there is, it's in unintentionally, there's no, right, like, right. there's not really any comedy in the original evil dead. No gags. Evil dead two is very funny, but it's also still very gross. Army of Darkness, not gross at all, just silly. And then you get into the the 2013, which has nothing funny intentionally in it. It's just straight up gross. And then Evil Dead Rise, kind of kind of a Evil Dead two uh, vibe to it. Yeah, a little bit. And of I, both, think that, I think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Good and, and Ash versus Evil Dead, which I haven't seen all of. I think we watched the first season. Uh, leans. It's kind of that combination of Evil Dead two with a little bit of Army of Darkness. Well, it's, it's Ash versus Evil Dead. I've seen all of it. It's very silly. It is yeah. mostly comedic, but it's also pretty gross and a lot right, of monsters. Right. A lot of monsters. A lot of cutting things up. But well, also, of, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Army of Darkness kind of it, it. Army of Darkness fits more in with like Beetlejuice and Gremlins and Ghostbusters. It just has this kind of like it's yeah. more silly and it, it's actually it's like purposefully campy. Well, it's uh, also. It's also it was a studio film, whereas right. yeah, Evil Dead, Evil Dead One, and Army of Darkness were not backed by a studio, um, or Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two were not backed yeah. by a studio. Army of Darkness is like a studio film. It's called Army of Darkness because the studio wouldn't let them call it Evil Dead Three. You know, it's like there, there's all kinds of they wanted it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, toned down a little bit. So that's I think that's why it's like that. Abby, I was going to ask right. you this because Jake and I were, we were talking about this recently. And I think this is a really interesting little tidbit in the sense that like horror movie fans are as passionate uh, and, and they're as diehard and they're as big of an asshole of a of fandom as, as any other core fandom is. Mm-hmm. Um, yet this new Evil Dead that is out now that we're about to talk about, uh, Bruce Campbell is not in it. The character of Ash Mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes is not in it um that doesn't seem to be an issue people just seem to be stoked that there's a new evil dead they're continuing the franchise and that it, it is pretty faithful to like what makes these movies so fun in the first place i i'm surprised by i would think there would be some sort of like vocal backlash to like we don't care we want ash but maybe that's just a testament to to the movie being really well done that that just doesn't matter if you catch the beats and you catch the the vibe of the original um with a smattering of the humor like the second one which i think evil dead rise did like it's um it's just it it doesn't need to have the same exact characters you don't have to have ash carry it on you don't have to have somebody that's like the next ash obviously doing it it's um it's like a deconstructed like dish, but it has all of the ingredients, and it's just mixed up in a different way uh, that makes you think. And it, but it, but it, all the flavors are so evocative and remind you of the original. I think it was like perfect in in the way that it it could have been. Um, so you liked it a lot. I loved it, yeah. And um, I think my favorite of the franchise. I love the original. I love the scariness and the seriousness of it. Um, the second, I think, is a ton of fun. I saw that recently when we were in the building with Bruce Campbell at the uh, Bruce-O-Rama show. Um, and uh, the third one, I think, is very, like, it's kind of hot and sexy. And, like, I, lo- I-, I love a crush on Bruce Campbell. So third one, yeah, love that. Um, Army of Darkness, yeah, it's always a fun watch. It's it's less of a disturbing, I have to look away for a minute 
or a like, do I need to watch something else after this before I go to bed? Well, you were watching. We have a TV VCR. Yeah, I have it on like in our, my kitchen area. She's like chopping onions, watching Army of Darkness. Yeah, awesome. it's a do do the dishes kind of movie. Um, so think, well, yeah. Well, just like what you were just talking about about it not having to have ash in it or whatever. I, I think um, part of the thing that also helps that is that the director of this movie has just come out and been like, well, this is in the same universe. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of helps you let go of Ash a little bit, knowing that it's in the same world. Ash is there somewhere. He's around somewhere. Even though it may never happen, there's possibilities of of Ash being there or, or showing up for some or some way. Mm-hmm. Just I just like knowing that it's in the same world as the other Evil Dead movies. Well, I yeah. think that's important. I mean it we, follows the rules, essentially. It follows the rules and it like it. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up what you guys think I'm gonna bring up, but there have been movie franchises that have tried to do the hard remake, hard reboot, without realizing that um, it's really important to the fandom to keep the core story going. But I don't think people are really interested in starting over. Like you're already invested. Let's and it's good and it it's it's not like they made like a really bad Evil Dead movie and now. You just have to start over. Like right. it's been good the whole time, so keep it going. Um, I do want to say before we get started, Evil Dead Rise currently in theaters, uh, forty-four million domestic so far, sixty-two million worldwide, on like a eighteen or nineteen million dollar budget. So it's already three x its budget. The movie was originally going to be on HBO Max or Max, just Max now. Um, so be careful. You can't. Don't you know. Don't do that. Um, but I guess the studio was really high on it and was like, hey, we see profitability here. Let's get this into the theaters. And uh, Jake, it had a really great like critical and like user uh, reception. They premiered it at South by Southwest. If you guys remember, we did a trailer review a couple months ago and we were yeah. all a little... It wasn't like we were like, this is going to be great. Like we were a little hesitant, but it was like you started hearing that buzz and it was not the fly at the beginning, which we all <laughs> learned about, which I now notice, but there was started being this kind of buzz and this groundswell like, oh no, this is a legit movie. Well, I, I was hesitant because 2013 Evil Dead is not my, it's my least favorite. There, okay. there are, I, I don't hate it. I don't think it's awful, but there are things about it that just take me out of it and to me, it feels there are moments where it just doesn't feel like an evil dead movie to me. So I was like, I just didn't want it to be like that again. Right. And there are mm-hmm. aspects of the trailer that made me think it might just be like that again, but it, but it wasn't, I thought this one was able to capture a feel of evil dead and be fun and gross at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I mean, I, I have nitpicks with it. I have a couple issues with it especially after seeing it a second time. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I had a lot of fun with it. Cool. Well, let's talk about it. Um, Evil Dead Rise, directed by Lee Cronin. Uh, hasn't done a lot. Uh, I, I know he's a self-proclaimed diehard Evil Dead fan, which helps when you make these types of movies. Yep. He did a movie called Hole, The Hole in the Ground. Jacob, have you seen that? Mm-mm. No, me either. Another horror movie, 2019, and then he had some... Uh, some shorts. So written and directed by him, executive produced by Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. Um, let's talk about this cast. Um, 
a lot of uh, new faces. I don't think I really recognized anybody in this movie, but your two leads are Lily Sullivan, who plays mom, who unfortunately, spoiler alert, by the way, we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Uh, she's with the maggots now. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Alyssa Sutherland as her uh, sister, uh, who I think the char- character name is Ellie. Uh, so, Abby, I want to start with you on this uh, because I know how important these strong female leads are for you and how disappointing it could be when they let you down. <laughs> so uh, what did you think of the, the two uh, leads of this movie? Uh, yeah, they were strong in their actions, not like words having to state that like, hey, I'm a woman, I'm strong. And like, uh, it w- they were... Was that uh, not one of the lines? She didn't say that? No, anymore? I fuck- I love these characters. Um, Mom, so hot. Um, And then Sis is like a total badass. Um, When uh, having them kind of be the the split, like the duality, like the, the main characters of the, the movie, I thought was like awesome. They were, their backstories, Um, the fact that Mom was a uh, sorry. I don't know what else to call her. Is that Ellie? Feeling- Ellie is the mom. Ellie, Ellie is the, the dead eye. I'm okay, great. At the, I'm looking. Sorry, at the I don't names. have my yeah I'm my uh, to look at charts names. and graphs up. Beth. But yeah, Beth is yeah. the uh, the sister. Yeah, the fact that Ellie's like oh, a, I, sc- oh, I had that backwards. A tattoo anyway, so, artist, yeah. and she has a really cool like apartment with a cool style. Um, and like kids. Uh, and then and her sister's coming, and it's like um, has. Yeah, it it just it it felt like very relatable, and actually, it felt like more backstory than you have gotten in the past in any other Evil Dead movie. Like actually, getting a little bit more background on these two, um, and I really, I, I thought they were incredible and like made like extremely memorable, especially in like the final scenes. Um, and they did their performances were great, and yeah, they were the they fucking did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, I think I thought Beth was great. I uh, I thought she she fit the mold of what you want out of a protagonist in this movie, and I agree with you. Uh, she she was a badass the entire time. She's thrown into this situation. She thought that the toughest part of her weekend was going to be learning that her she was pregnant and that her sister was g- getting a divorce. Well, mm-hmm. boy. If that was it, it would she would have been fine. Things really went off the rails for these people. Um, Jacob, what'd you what'd you think of the the leads in the movie? Yeah, I mean, same. Uh, I, I don't. I can't say anything more than what Abby just did. They're they're both great. They're fun to watch. Uh, I think Ellie is uh, the the main kind of dead eye. Is it's a little bit of a. I mean, it's kind of the same thing they do in the original Evil Dead. Is that your kind of main dead eye is Ash's sister? So it's a family member that puts a little bit more um, emotion into it, but it not just being her sister, but also the two kids become deadites. So it's like your entire, your entire family that, you know, is mm-hmm. dead and making <laughs> yeah. fun of you and you have to fight. And I, and I thought, um, I can't remember her name, but who play whoever plays Ellie is the main, she's really good. It like Alyssa Sutherland. Being, yeah. It being terrifying, but also like, really fun is a is a deadite you know is yeah. like a is an evil creature she's really good at it yeah she's like feeling the camp and well yeah. that's what i love about deadites because it's like the the very nature of the the possession it's like they're part it's there's a little bit of the exorcist in there always right yeah you know where because it's the just point like, the point is psychological torture exactly mm-hmm. there's yes. a little exorcist uh, I like when it's more exorcist than like traditional zombie, right? Like, and I think that's my my nitpick with Evil Dead twenty thirteen. If I have one, is like 
it, it feels a little zombie-ish at times. Um, this feels very, like, this movie fucked me up. Like, I'm just not going to lie to you guys. I think as far as like mainstream in the theaters on a crowded theater at a matinee, mm-hmm. this is a gnarly, bloody, gory disaster of a movie. And I literally gagged at one point and almost threw up, but I would never do that. Cause I, cause I have It's always when other people are throwing up on screen that you, that's what happens. It's something about mucusy, white, milky. Mm. Ugh. It, I, I did, I did one of the, like a heave, like, ugh, like ugh. and I was like, Craig, you're an adult. You can handle this, oh, but but what but what did you think of the gore in twenty? I, I think the gore in 2013's I think twenty thirteen's twice as gory as Rise. So, I, I was I was surprised by Rise because I think it's maybe the third goriest film in the series. I think Evil Dead one and I think twenty thirteen are gorier than this movie. Yeah, it's kind of like there was an extensive amount of blood and gore in the. 2013 like yeah there's like yeah, a bloody to- sky yeah there's a lot of blood but i'm not even talking about the blood like there's a scene in in evil dead 2013 where a girl cuts her tongue in half and then kisses another girl and there's like yeah. blood everywhere and like there, there's mean, just you- the things you're watching are disgusting I that's just hot that, that's just yeah, hot yeah. i like it that's just Ugh. good that's just good cinematography um no i mean both are part of it is like when you're sitting in a modern, you know, giant movie theater with the set, like I don't see these types of movies in theaters a lot of the time. So it's just, it was just an intense roller. Co- I'm trying to get the quote. Maybe somebody will listen and put us on the VHS release. Not that that's going to happen, but like, <laughs> let me just try it. Evil Dead Rise would is, was an intense, gory roller coaster of fun. Uh, no, I, fu- it fucked me up. Like punch that up. Also. E- yeah, that was really bad. Evil Dead 2013 was also, Evil Dead 2013, I guess we can mix in that we can talk about it too. There's a lot of glass and stabbing and yeah. like dismemberment. Nail guns. Nail guns. Yeah. See, when I, I guess it, it depends on a lot of your interpretation of gore in a movie. I think it depends on what is the thing that fucks you up the most personally. So I don't have an issue with blood per se. And I don't have like uh, vomit and insects are my two wor- the those are the two things that I hate insects. The most. Yeah, like in, really? in the new one with the spiders. I don't she, like incest. When Ooh. she throws up the bugs. Did you say incest? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Insect. Well, hey, there's some. Almost That's just incest- surprising. That's surprising to me that like bugs grosses bugs. you out. Because yeah. like that Ooh. to me. That to me seems like a thing that grosses out six-year-olds, but like when you get older, you're just like, well, it's just a bug. Oh mm-hmm. man, I purposely didn't see that. Uh, what was that movie that came out? It was like young adult horror that was supposedly really good. Uh huh. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Scary stories. Scary. Yeah. What is oh, that? Scary story. You didn't see scary stories because of the spider scene. Yeah, because there's a trailer where the she's pop, popping a zit and it's a spider, which well, is, it's from uh, the. That's from the book. Did you read those books as a kid? No. I was more of a Goosebumps, Sports Illustrated for Kids kind of thing. He was more of like a sports stories to tell in the dark. What is or, sports stories know, to tell in the I dark? Just made it up. Well, anyways. We'll skip well, it then. But anyways, okay. like, so for me, it's about what affects me. Sure. Uh, vomit, mucus, throwing up, uh, and, and insects, like spiders, and that gets to be more like the nail gun stuff in 2013 very violent and gross 
but I loved watching it. Now, this might sound weird as well, and I'll, I'll, I'll shut up and let you guys take over. Any time, which movie Rise, was it the new one? Where the, where the glass goes through her hand. Anything with glass or knives going through a hand or fingers is that is my that kill me. It mm-hmm. gets okay. me. Oh, so, dude. So we got to get Craig watching Gerald's game. Oh, God. No, mm-hmm. we don't. Yeah. I don't want Gerald or his game. Dude, or his game. Just, that would just, get all of our hotspots. Just two minutes. <laughs> two minutes of the movie. Hey, well, <laughs> well this is an interesting time. Jacob, what, what is your Achilles heel for for gore and violence? Not that any of it really, like, we all watch it. But, like, um, what's the thing where you're just like, horror. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, there's a scene that's kind of hard to watch in this movie. Um, there's like a classic horror movie called Zombie. It's like an Italian film. And I actually, Joe Bob showed it last week. It's a it's a fun movie. It is fun. But yeah. those Italians, like, they <laughs> they like to push it. And uh, there's we a like scene. We like it to go. It's a very, very famous scene. It's not bloody at all. There's like yeah. no blood in it. And... It's this kind of scene that you watch because you're kind of wondering how they're doing it, but it also fucks with you. And I'm sure you've both have heard of the scene, but there's a scene where a zombie breaks through a door, grabs a woman by her hair, and it's like, you know, it's pulling her. Mm-hmm. But there's a huge, the door is broken, so there's a huge splinter, mm-hmm. and it pulls her really slowly, and the splinter, you just slowly watch it, as it gets closer and closer to her eyeball Oof. until it enters her eye and just pushes through and just, just, you know, obliterates her eyeball and you watch the whole thing and it's not even super bloody. It's not super, it's, it's gross because it's like, well, that's an eyeball, but it's also like a little dated. It's weird, but it's still kind of, it fucks with you. Blood doesn't get me at all. Intestines doesn't get me mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, the first time I saw Dawn of the dead, which is, you know, the original sequel to uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. That movie and um, Day of the Dead, which is the third film. Yeah, they got they have gnarly like intestine yep. ripping scenes. And yep. when I was a kid, those would mm-hmm. get me. Those would get me. But now I like those. You know what I mean? It's like I saw it as a kid. Now when I see that, I'm like, oh, shit, they're doing the intestine thing. But are you watching zombie on your phone right now? Are you watching yeah. the scene? No, I would. No, no, I wish I will. I was actually researching because I know what psychologically fucks me up, and I wanted to confirm where it came from. Yeah. So I, I have a hard time calling out ex- like a scene where I'm like, oh, I can't watch that scene because I, I, I don't watch a lot of that shit. There, right. there are things, but nothing's nothing's like popping in my head other than that because I just saw it. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Abby, but I want to I want to hear Abby's. Yeah, mine comes. Mine is a psychological fear of being entombed uh, or buried alive. Uh, claustrophobia, being sealed away and left. Um, and more than that, the madness that consumes you when you are cut off from the world and living in darkness. And it all for me originated with Ray Bradbury's uh, short story. It's called The Cask or excuse me, Edgar Allan Poe, not Ray Bradbury. The cask of Amontillado, um, and that in the story, like this guy is getting revenge, and so he like gets the guy to come to his house and dresses him up as a jester and takes him through the catacombs, and then chains him to the wall as a joke and gets him drunk, and then slowly builds the brick wall in front of him and like keeps yeah. him in there. What a fun prank! That story like really <laughs> fucked me up as a kid. It was a super fun prank, and I remember thinking about it like constantly. 
Edgar Allan Poe was always like he was scared of being entombed and entrapped yeah. and like buried alive, which I that somehow I adopted that from reading his stuff when I was younger. Um, so I'd have to say that stuff really fucks with my head to be like put in a crawl space, just yeah. they do sealed that, off and left to they die. They do that to somebody in the show Oz. Yeah, oh. bury somebody in the in the, yeah. in the in a wall in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then you come back and it's just bones chained up. Like that's yeah. ugh, that stuff gets to me. But it's fun because the bones are doing a little song. Like it's and like the haunted, bones have were, uh. Yeah, it's a haunted mansion. <laughs> thing. You thought you could keep me here forever. Um. So yeah, yeah. So so as far like Evil Dead Rise, okay, really cool. They change the the traditional setting of what you think of an e- Evil Dead takes place in a cabin, right? Like that's like the. If you're an Evil Dead movie, you're probably you got to have a cabin. You got to have basement or cellar or underground territory where you can get the uh, the writings, the book, and the, right, the records right. or tapes or whatever. And that was my thing. I was curious about before the movie was like, how are they going to get the book? Like, well, how does this book come into play? So, uh, like I said, we're going to be spoiling it. Um, Jake, how'd you how'd you feel about that part of the story? Like the way they handled that? Like they're in an abandoned. A condemned building. It used to be a bank vault. Kind of little so, like it's one of my one of one of the things that I I don't think worked well in the movie was putting it in the in the apartment building because it's zero difference from if they would have put the movie in a cabin. It's still mm-hmm. it's still a single apartment. You know what I mean? Like there's there's nothing that happens in the movie that's like an exclusive problem unique to us. Uh, an apartment building. You know what I mean? Like there, so there isn't, there is an elevator, but the elevator basically, you know, it, it serves the exact same purpose as like uh, the bridge or, you know, the stairwell is like the bridge. The stairwell doesn't work. Yeah. The gateway's the outside. Yeah. And I've seen a couple other people point this out too, but like, you know, there are other, there are other horror movies that take place in apartment buildings. And the kind of thing you do is like, and, and just as an example, there are other movies where like you get to a next level and there's another thing you got to beat and then you get to the next level and there's another creature or something. But this all takes place on one level. What's the difference between a house, one house in a building or a house in a cab? It's the it's the same. There's no like unique problems that are brought forth because they're an apartment building. Right, right. So that. I mean, like, I don't care. I thought the movie was good anyway, but that's just a nitpick. There's nothing. They, it's like they could have done something more. Right. It's just the same. It's like there's there's just nothing different that happens because it's in an apartment. So when I when I first heard about this movie and they, they were saying, oh, it takes place on an L.A. high rise is what they kept saying. I was thinking Gremlins, too. Like they're at the top floor of a skyscraper. Yeah. Like, and you got to get down. Like yeah, the, yeah. there's never, you know, they get in the elevator. Yeah. Right. And the elevator falls right to the bottom and it's like, right. oh, we're out, you know, we're like we did make it. them, yeah. ha- make them have to do the staircase, but there are deadites on every level. This wasn't like that. There's just right. a few deadites. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple deadites, which I think they just leave in the hallway and you don't know exactly what happens yeah. to them. And then, yeah. At the end, you see the, the two girls finally catch it and bring it to the cabin, which you saw in the opening, yeah. which yeah. I just want to say, I loved the opening. I thought it was yeah. cool. Let's talk about that. So they do a, um, you know, the 2013 movie opens with a flashback, right? Is, yeah. is the first evil dead also start that way? I can't even remember. Nope. No, no, it just gets right to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're in so the car with the group. This movie, I was surprised. Cause I was like, you, all you've seen about this movie is that it takes place in a 
in Los Angeles. So when it was starting on this lake, I was like, oh, somehow this is going to be like the book and it goes back from this lake house to the way wrong. Someone's going to bring the book here to here. Someone's going to bring the book back. Yeah. It's not what happened. Uh, A drone tore a guy's head off or a woman's head off. Somebody got their head (laughs) turned off by a drone. Uh, I thought it was a pretty violent, effective opening scene. Um, And it's cool that it all takes place after the events of the movie. Uh, So, you know, like you're watching the movie knowing like no matter what happens, when this movie's over, it's not over, which is kind of a cool, mm-hmm. kind of a yeah. cool thing. It's a payoff. Yeah. It's a little payoff. Um, I, th- I found yeah. there to be some weird editing stuff in the beginning, but I wonder if the editing stuff was just to keep the movie from a, from getting past an R rating. You know what I mean? Like, maybe yeah. it was, but there were a couple times in the film where I was like, Ooh, that was a weird cut or that was cut so fast that it's almost confusing as to what you just saw happen. It happened to me. It happened two times in the movie. It happened when she rips the girl's uh, hair off in the beginning Mm -hmm. and it cuts from that to the, uh, to walking on the, there's just like a whole sequence there that's cut weird. And I also thought the, I also thought the eyeball swallowing sequence was Mm -hmm. also cut a little weird. And I, it could a hundred percent just be like, say that's got to get cut until right, we, right. Until we can get an unrated version out or something. Yeah. Yeah. But other Usually, than that, yeah, I was just going to say other than that, the, the title sequence where the evil dead rise comes up out of the back of the woods while she, that's the coolest opening. I like, fucking love that. Yeah. Daylight terror is like my favorite vibe. Like that's just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was really cool. Uh, like we, we talked about the cast. So the, the plot, you know, you got a mom, she's got three kids, She's in a divorce. She's a tattoo artist. Yeah. Uh, she's got a cool history. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Jacob says, mm. you know, she's technically a tattoo artist. Um, and her sister's coming back into town. Uh, let's she talk was about- traveling with a band. They kind of called her a roadie. She seems to be like a little bit of a black sheep. Yeah, poor thing. Yeah. Um, let's talk about these kids because the kids are a big part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the, the, the boy who's the... <laughs> The one who's playing. I thought you had Wikipedia in front of you, Craig. You got no names? I'm getting it up. All right. I guess I should acknowledge. The boy's name is Danny. He's the idiot who plays the record and and read, you know, let's. Yeah, Morgan Davies. These kids with their fucking Bridget is the other teenager. Gabrielle Eccles. And then Cassie is the little girl. The little girl. So. Yeah. Part of me was fearful. Because so they start introducing some random neighbor characters. And when they started doing that, part of me was fearful. I was like, oh, they're not going to kill any of these kids. That's why they're bringing in all these neighbors. But I was wrong. They did definitely kill in very violent and disgusting fashion two of the children. Um, it's like it's got to be someone who's close to and important to right. the person that it's happening to. Because the deadites have to do their, their speech. And it's better if it's a more personal... Ooh, I'm trying to think if I became a deadite and then like was trying to trick you guys, what would I say? Like if you were like about to kill me and I was like, it would be a dumb wanna, joke. It'd you'd be, be like, I just joke. want a cookie. I'd be like, I'd be like, Jacob, don't kill me. I, I got, we got to do the podcast this week. And then I'd be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Um, I'd be like, like Abby, I thought we were going to get some Taco Bell later. <laughs> I have like a Southern accent for some reason. <laughs> I thought we were going to get cheesy gordita crunches. Uh, 
I'm not falling for it. You're not going to do no. it? No. Um, so anyways, these neighbors, the scene that they do through the keyhole, yeah. where you're seeing... What, Jake? You just... <laughs> oh, I was... You I just... It, no, in my head, I was like, Craig's with the cookies now. Craig's <laughs> with... <laughs> title of this episode. I'm in the bathtub. Craig is with the cookies now. Craig is with the cookies now. <laughs> what the so cookie good. monster has left. <laughs> um, I love the, the scene where you see the camera angle is through the lens of, or through the, uh, the, the, whatever. Keyhole. Keyhole perspective. The keyhole or the eye thing. The fish the, eye? The, yeah, it's like a fish eye lens through the, the hole in the door. What are those Say things? Say hole again. What are those fucking things called? No one's helping me. You know, it's the fish eye lens with the hole through um, the door. Sorry. It's a peep, I, it's a peep hole. The there peep you go, peep hole. Peep hole. Okay. And it's fun. It's it, it's really funny because there's yeah. like, you see a gunshot and then one thing goes flying by and then it's just chaos. Like it's yeah. a really, I can't wait to rewatch it's it. It's comedic, yeah. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, But none of those neighbors really ended up mattering too much. There's a couple kids and the guy with the gun. He says a, there's a really funny line when he comes when he turns into a dead eye. He says something about his gun. I can't remember what it is. Well, he, he, well he says the word "cunt" like five times. Yeah. Oh, classic! And then he yes. says something about that's that's my gun or something. They've normalized cunt. It's not even that bad Dude, anymore. Dude, yeah, you embrace it. Take it back. We've taken it back. It's yeah, one of the dead eyes' favorite words. They yeah. like yeah. saying cunty, yeah. cuntress. It's fun. Well, my favorite line in <laughs> Evil Dead Twenty. Cuntress is my new favorite. I was gonna say I don't think they said that. Is yeah, that no, Masters of the Universe I read character? that somewhere. I didn't come up with it, but I love it. Yeah, I claim it. It's fine. 2013 oh, said what, Greg? There's a funny line in 2013. So it's obviously, it's the guy's sister down there. Yeah. And he's like walking down and she's trying to trick him. And then she goes, come on down so I can suck your cock, pretty boy. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> um, Hey, one thing, I know we're jumping around, but that's what we do. 2013, I, I, Jake, I mentioned this to you last night. I fought the first like 35, 40 minutes. I was like, ooh, I don't like this movie because it was really slick. It was yeah. really, you know, you know how they've really embraced, like obviously they use modern technology to make horror movies feel a little bit more like classic horror movies on yeah. film. Yes. Like yeah. 2013 was like the tail end of like, well, it whatever. looks like a set is what you're trying to say. Like when they, when they pull looks like up a set for sure, when they pull up to the cabin, and when you meet Mia and she's sitting on top of the uh, the classic Oldsmobile yeah, that and there's a light behind her, it looks like a up. stage play. It's I'm like, like this is not how a junkie this? is going to be acting who's like literally trying to quit drugs. It's like, I I, rem- yeah. I thought back on that scene. I was like, that's a little bit romanticized. And it does feel very post-Lost and very like post-CW, like uh, yeah. Vampire Diaries, like just that that heightened, like the brother and the sister. And I, I said, this reminded me of like uh, Shannon, and, Shannon and Boone. <laughs> In the Evil Dead universe, and um, but it, that stuff didn't because they're really... secretly in love with each other. <laughs> no, but just because it just just the dynamics remind me of it. It's just weird. It. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's too clean. It, mm-hmm. Clean and shiny, and the stuff like the original Evil Dead is so off-putting and upsetting and in real and raw. It also looks like it's filmed on like an iPhone 14. Like mm-hmm. it's really like like they they went into Adobe Premiere and picked you know studio film effect. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's just from like an aesthetic look sure. and all of that started in like, you know, once like you forget about that as the gore starts to unfold. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I brought scary. up the, it felt very platinum dunes, which was 
That's it. Platinum what, Dunes. What's what's his name? Michael Bay's production studio. Yeah, oh, they did. Okay. Night yeah. of the uh, or uh, Texas Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Texas Chainsaw yeah. remake. Yeah. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth remake. All the awful remakes from the early two thousands. Hey, you know what yeah. I realized also watching? Okay, you know when you watch any fan film ever? Okay, this is a little tangent, but I thought of this last night. Every f- imagine you know these people who make like fan films or like low budget movies, right? They always look visually like really slick because everybody has a good camera now. And, but it always, do you ever watch those and go, why does this not look like a real movie though? Yeah. Well, one, it's because the people making them have no idea what they're doing. But two, the reason is, and I, you'll notice this in every fan film, every fan film ever, everybody is framed at the exact center of yeah it's because they don't know they're not cinematographers right Nobody exactly knows how to film something and make it look aesthetically pleasing right mm-hmm. right right uh but anyways not getting th- that landscape skyline yeah down. it's always just like uh anyways it's the it hey it's go watch the fablemans and learn a little bit about camera work with that last you know two minutes of the movie <sighs> true hey fablemans was good yeah um, it was good so uh, I think that's Spielberg. I think he's you know he's doing some good stuff. He's gonna he's he's gonna be big. <laughs> um, back to 2013. Yeah, first 35 40 minutes, really slick, very archetypal like archetypal. That's probably a word. Archetypal. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the yeah. the characters were like, like it was almost like they were like, okay, who are the four people that are in a horror movie, right? Yeah, like we're still talking 2013. 2013, right? like yeah. the okay. the curly haired guy who's like kind of the weird dude. Who, oh yeah, that looks like the pothead basically. That looks like the director from X with like the wireframe glasses. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a character. And I was just like, oh, this is kind of like there's no charm. Well, here. when hey, when X came out, I was like, why does this guy look exactly like the guy like from the Evil guy. Dead 2013? I remember looking it up it's, and being like, is, is this the same guy playing That's this? Funny. I thought it was the That's same. All he guy does, playing. yeah. But um, but but I do agree. Once 2013 gets going, it it you know even though the the gore it feels like the product of of an environment that was really into saw and hostile and all of that yeah. stuff. Yep. Um, it's still a really bit of the ring remnant kind of little ring, on, little Blumhouse, little grudge. Yeah. <laughs> little, little ring, little grudge. Little grudge is my rap name. <laughs> little grudge. Little grudge. I'm just picturing like the girl from the grudge, but small. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little grudge. Oh, that's just little grudge. She hangs out. <laughs> she she comes grudge. over after work. <laughs> I remember that being a thing too. Like, yo, dude, you guys want to come over tonight? That's fine, but I got to know first: Are you like a ring dude or a grudge dude? Because that's gonna like that's gonna define our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you can tell it's of that time, and, and it's definitely inspired by. Because it's like, well, what are you gonna do if you're trying to play in that world? Like, what can you bring in that's new? What kind of things can you update and change and make even more exciting? Um, like I think about the the Book of the Dead, like the way it looks, like in the way it looked in twenty thirteen. Like it's the worst one. I thought it was kind of shitty. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst of the three. It's got like a trash bag. I and like wonder, barbed wire on it. <laughs> I wonder why they make the book. I, I wonder why they change the design of the book every time. Um, you know, the director has come out and said. I read this interview before I saw the movie, but the director is like, Hey, in in army of darkness, there's three books. And that's why there's a different book in evil dead 2013. And that's why it's a different book here. It's the three books, even though the three books in army of darkness all look identical. They all have Mm -hmm. the face. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, the book 
the book from one, two and three is different every time too, but it still has that face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that there's a little bit of backstory you hear on the record player where they say there's, it's one of three books. Yeah. But still I'm like, they, I guess they don't all look the same. I guess that's no. okay. Yeah. But, I, but I do miss the classic face on the cover. Right. The, right. From the original. Yeah, human book. flesh, all that disgusting, scary stuff. I just, when you said record, it made me think of the, of evil dead rise. And I thought, I just, I just wanted to speak on how awesome it was to hear. Like, I think that they did that was that movie had like the best playing of the words or the recitation or whatever. I agree. It was so boom, 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 boom with your speakers and all that shit. Good sound design. Great sound what? design. It yeah. felt like it shook you. When I saw it the second time, I was like waiting. I was like, oh, I want to hear those words. Because they're really so they're really spooky sounding. And there's mm-hmm. like a whatever effect they put on the person's voice. Yeah, they they turn it up. It's twice as loud as anything else in the movie. Yeah, because that kid's a DJ. Really, yeah, and they put this really <laughs> crazy effect on it. And I, I yeah, I think the the reading of the words is really, really effective in, in hey, Rose. Yeah. Imagine if in Ninja Turtles 3 at the beginning, when, when April gets back from the flea market, she's got the, the Necronomicon. Oh, my God. Michelangelo's like, whoa, what's Johnny, this? I got you these tapes. <laughs> They really now that is the Splint, movie. I would, wait, so Splinter turns into a dead eye. They gotta kill yeah. Splinter, right? Oh yeah, they bury God, Splinter like, in the cellar. But I saved you. Yeah, he's turtles. Like, yeah, I buried her in the earth of the fruit cellar. Oh my God! Real quick, can we talk? Sorry, I feel like I'm calling no, shots. No, Art, I, I want to talk please. about how they kind of fucked with the recipe in the 2013 one because you were speaking on this, Jacob. It was a. Uh, the way to, to get rid of a deadite is you just bury them and then the bush goes oh. out and then they're they're a human again. <laughs> well, yeah, it's weird because there's different, you know, in the original in the original series, they're, they're basically like you got to cut them up. You got you got to cut it up. And that's basically all you can do. You know, read you either read the passage that sends them away or you got to cut them into a, as many pieces as you can. That's what Ash has to do in the original. The end of the original Evil Dead is Ash standing there and 600 pieces of bodies around him. <laughs> um, yeah, Classic. you know, but they also they burn the book in the original and that kills them in 2013. They show you that you can't burn the book anymore. It's more hardcore than that. But they're like, well, you either got to dismember them. And he's like, well, I don't want to dismember because it's it's my sister. Then she'll be. Yeah. Um, or you bury them and he just buries her. Let's her let's her her let's her die of suffocation. Yeah, that's and another one unbar- of the things. That gets and then he unburies her and she's fine. He, he stabs her with his homemade defibrillator, which is the dumbest thing. I hate the defibrillator thing. I, yeah. I hate it. I hate I hate how they show like that's when I get taken out of the movie. Is like the That's defi- fucking with the, the recipe. They use the evil dead speed cuts, but it's him building a defibrillator. I just think that's dumb. That so, that, that takes me out of the movie every time. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Okay, an evil when Ash gets possessed, it's like we're gonna change things up. This time, there's gonna be the love of a brother and his sister. <laughs> yeah. When Ash gets possessed in Evil Dead Two, how does he become unpossessed? He says the words and he sends the evil back, and you're okay, just supposed right. to like, you know, everything goes back in time, and that right. It's you know, it's something they didn't clearly address. But if you were to ask <laughs> Sam Raimi, he would be right, like, right. Oh, we took care of it when they said all the words and they said the passage. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Um, I kind of I thought the twist, the execution's a little weird in 2013, but I thought the twist was okay, kind of cool because like I I like that they fl- I, this was a time when having they, they her could, be like a final girl instead. Yeah, of Yeah, I like that, that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I, I thought, like that little redemptive arc for her. That whole last scene is cool. 
you know, she crawls into the shed. She gets the chainsaw. Car flips on her hand. She like all all that stuff was really cool, gory, tool violent. Shed. But to me, work shed, work shed, Sorry. tool time. Tim, Tim the tool Tim man. Tim the tool man. <laughs> um, in uh, Evil Dead Rise, the whole final act, the elevator dropping down, just like a million gallons of blood. Here's one thing: the little girl in that movie. A little kid in your movie, if they're acting, if they're really bad, it can ruin the movie. So the kid, like she was, like she was great. Arguably, she means I get- Stephanie or Stephanie with like the doll head on the thing. <laughs> right, right, Stephanie. Stephanie. Um, but I love, I love the visuals of them of of the final uh, of uh, uh, what is it, Beth? Mm-hmm. Beth, Beth, yeah. just covered in blood, oh, wielding this chain, and then there's like this monster. The the yeah. the deadite monster with like no like half appendages. Excuse me. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really cool. Um, I, I want to tell you my biggest complaint about the movie. Okay, about Rise, Evil Dead Rise. Okay, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cassie's pointless. I think, I think the little girl. Yeah, she's pointless. I think mm-hmm. they should have either taken her out completely and just not had her in the movie. Or they should have had the balls to kill her early on and make her also a deadite. Um, I know it's harder to get kids to be able to do that sort of acting. Um, and to but, say really, but they did it in the Pet Cemetery remake. That kid was mm-hmm. a deadite, and it was around the same age. I think maybe maybe she was a <laughs> tiny bit older. But <laughs> that kid was a deadite. Mm-hmm. That kid was a deadite. Yeah, she was. They're all but, deadites. Mm-hmm. But this, but this is why. Um, there was never a moment where I f- felt fear of that kid being in danger. She's in the background the entire time, except all, all the only things they have her do is that, you know, she gives her the scissors when she needs it. She turns the uh, shredder on when she needs it. And then she gets the keys out of the door. When she, it's like the kid is there only to be a plot device to be like, "Well, I need the keys. I need this. Service. I need yeah. this." And that's it. I, I never feel. I never feel like she's in danger. She's like a device. And I think yeah. the movie would have been stronger if she also would have been a deadite the whole time. Yeah, because I think it. it what, when you're seeing that, your eyes are like, "There's no way I'm going to see this kid dead." So it takes like, I guess you you disbelief or whatever like you, you don't you start to like see through it a little did they was part, come out of the movie a little so bit. part of the so maybe this maybe this could be a nitpick right um part of the plot is that the the rap on beth is that she's a fuck up right yeah. she's like, oh you're a fuck up you're just like a groupie you're on the road doing god knows what and you know i called you and told you that i'm getting divorced and you can't even listen to your voicemails right and then you kind of you find out she's pregnant, right? Yeah, you find out she's pregnant. She, yeah, me. But I kind of felt like, um, yeah, in the very beginning, she's doing a test. Right. I wish they would have shown it in a crowded bathroom. Yeah, with like, uh, she's pretty cute. <laughs> Finish your thought, Craig. Uh huh. You're in the middle to. of a thought. Uh huh. I thought part of it was that her protecting the little girl was to show that she can like be responsible. I think that's what they were trying to do, but I don't that's know. That's what I was saying. Redemption yeah. arc. There's a little bit of that. Like, Oh, Hey, look, I also saved the kid. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, yes, but if you never feel like the kid's in danger, then that doesn't, 
then it doesn't work. And it mm-hmm. doesn't work. And I, and I mm-hmm. feel like there are times where you're like, Oh, right. There's also a tiny kid here. Mm-hmm. I think she's the just best... hiding the whole time. You know what I mean? There's never, I don't know. I just how also fear of real danger. danger yeah. The next movie should be like, she has her baby, but it's a dead eye. Yeah. And like, it's like a, but they go straight horror comedy. They're like, you'll never believe what happened. You're like, describing what? this movie called it's alive. Oh, mm-hmm. is that a real a thing? Movie? Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. There's well, a couple movies out there where a woman gives birth to a creature thing. and doesn't want to. Oh, my, my favorite one's called a um, problem child. Oh. <laughs> well, he was a problem. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, without we're not gonna we don't have to go beat by beat on the plot. But Jake, was there any like kills or things that really stood out as like holy shit that was awesome? Like, what are your favorite moments? My favorite us? moment, my favorite moment in the movies when all the deadites start screaming "Dead by Dawn." Like yeah. I, it made me so happy. Evil Dead Two is my favorite in the in the franchise. And one of the things that bummed me out about 2013 Evil Dead is that the Deadites seem so different. They don't feel like they really fit in. And, you know, the original Deadites, I saw people complaining that the Deadites in this film don't have white eyes. Like, I guess a lot of them in the, I don't even remember off the top of my head, but I guess their eyes go white in the, in the original three. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I don't care about their eyes. But the way they talk, I like it to be, you know, the the demons in the in the first three films have this really like old way of speaking. They're supposed to be ancient right. Kandarian demons and they talk like that. They're like, we right. shall rule, you know, that kind of shit. And even Old though Testament. they don't and even though they don't really talk like that in this one, they do the dead by dawn thing. And I, I just like that. It made me feel good. And I was like, man, it like I I felt myself smiling at that of just all of the deadites screaming dead by dawn at her i I love that i thought it was great as far Mm -hmm. as the kills i don't know man um i was i i kind of got pumped up about the cheese grater scene and then it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be but it's still hard to watch uh yeah Mm -hmm. i love the eyeball thing but again that's because it's straight out of evil dead 2 um yeah and i I like the monster at the end Mm -hmm. yeah cheese grater pretty gross but yeah it got really hyped up mm-hmm. it, it did it was hyped up and i blame myself for some of the hyping because you know they put it in the trailer but then they did a lot of promotion around the cheese you'll grater. never they, think of cheese graters they released, the same they released yeah an official they did hype it poster they released an official poster that was a big cheese grater that said yeah. evil dead rise it was in there you know they were given out bruce campbell gave out a cheese grater with a bag of leg weenie which was just <laughs> licorice <laughs> And it was like it just got me thinking, like, holy fuck, this right. cheese scene is gonna be disgusting. And right. then it was yeah, like, I think it's gonna be it a was full a serving. split second long. Yeah, it was a, a split s- second shot, and I was like, oh, I guess that was maybe that's not an entree. Yeah, <laughs> I completely agree. Like that was the one thing that I was like, oh, it's happening now. This is the cheese graters out here. Um, it comes. This is gonna do and it's the like cheese a, It's like a small side. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not quite as much leg as you thought. It's- when she grabs the cheese grater, I was like, ah! I was like, ah! here, I, comes. Oh, here it comes, here it comes. And I was like, oh. Hey, okay. that happened to me it's with, like the, with yeah. 2013 because the only thing anybody's ever told me about 2013 is the tongue cutting scene. I was like, oh, yeah. she cuts it, her tongue. And it's not it so bad. The, it was in the trailer. Yeah, it's not so bad. They put it in the trailer. But yeah, so I don't believe, here, here comes like podcaster take. Okay. All I'm saying is, 
I do not believe if their expectation was that the cheese grater would become what showers did for Psycho and what the ocean did for Jaws, I just don't think Jaws they did, did it. The ocean. Whatever. <laughs> I think Psycho did. I'm never going into the Jaws again. I'm so never going into the Jaws again. Yeah, I yeah. thought but I did like the fun in the kitchen. I do want to say that, and I really liked the when, kitchen stuff was great. Yeah, yeah, when Ellie was feeling her role, like that. that there's something about the delight in the madness that is like very evil. Oh, dead which, of like, yeah, it's fun. It's sexual. It's weird. I love the, it. Um, Ellie, Ellie talking to Cassie in her human voice, and she's like talking about you know, how she's okay now. And she's like, mom and dad are back together. And she's like, open up now. You know, and she's like, yeah, she sounds so pleasant and she's smiling, but she's still disgust. That I thought was like a, in the original evil dead, whenever they tricked you, mm-hmm. their appearance they- went back to normal. You know yeah, what I mean? Like in right, the older right. movies, their appearance will go back to normal. So it was really like, Oh no, they're okay now. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, they're like, no, they're still gross. They're still right. fucking disgusting. Well, when she's in the kitchen, just, when she's in the kitchen smashing the eggs into the pan and just every, everyone's like, Mom, you good? <laughs> yeah. You good, bruh? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, It's my favorite thing. Yeah. I've been talking about this. A deadite, like when somebody's possessed and they're a deadite and they try to act like everything's cool. Yeah. It's, it's my fate. It's I love that. There's something <laughs> inherently funny about it. Yeah. Singing yeah. the song in the hallway and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That is literally my favorite thing. And I she's love that. Like, yeah. She's like, hey, your dad's here, but he's off. She can't see him. She's like, oh, hey. You know, like she's yeah, talking to your yeah. dad. He's clearly yeah. not standing Shit, here. I guess dad's back. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Especially after the air, the earthquake and the fact that no one could use the stairs or elevator. Didn't yeah. see dad making an appearance. <laughs> um, so I think we're all recommending this. Go see yeah. it. See it in I, was just gonna point I saw out- it twice. I loved it. Loved it. The the cast itself, because traditionally with like horror movies and even with the original Evil Dead, it's like the group of people that this happens to is maybe not the most likable. Yeah, I you felt hate like this everybody. Was all, these were pretty likable, a likable family unit. Oh, I disagree. Okay, who do you? I, who do I you hated dislike? both of the teenagers. I hated both of the teenagers. They annoyed the fuck out of me. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I don't like teenagers, but playing your music as loud as you want in the room and not caring about what the other people in your house thinks is a bullshit <laughs> fucking asshole move. I used like, to that do isn't it. A- well, you used to be an asshole. I love mm. you, but that's an asshole thing to, to not. Yeah. You used to be, we all used to be. We used but to be I was my just only like- way of expressing myself. <laughs> I used to put Lincoln park on. Uh, wait, it was my- Lincoln park. Then you're yeah. good. Uh, was it cra- yeah. Wait, was it crawling? Uh yeah, or also um, Rage Against the Machine was my other go-to after seeing. Oh, listen, Wars. all yeah, I know I is that Bulls on Parade. Yeah, I had a chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water. Okay. You didn't put it in the hot dog flavored water. Wow, I did. Don't do that. Don't do can you, it. Can you believe I did that? You're not I did supposed it. to. Um, um, I do. Yeah. I do think there are. Um, whenever it comes to the monster at the end, I think that's the only time in the movie that you can feel that this was going to be like a straight to streaming. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a tighter budget because mm-hmm. they really hold back on showing you that monster. You never yeah. really get a good look at it. And when you do, it's just like once or twice. It's it's really in darkness a lot of the time. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of a that's kind of a like, let's hide our budget type thing and put it in the dark a lot. But that was the only that's not a that's not a slide against the movie. It's just mm-hmm. like you can kind of look at it and be like, all right, this is this is the right. only moment where you can tell. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. wasn't made to be a 
a theater. That thing so. was gnarly, though. Yeah. That was pretty. Oof. And then, the, oh, okay. The ending, the the wood chipper. When yeah. that, sorry. So much fun. Mm-hmm. Wood yeah. chipper's great. I like when that thing is coming together, though, because, like, you see, it's just weird. Like, I know it's, yeah. it's all CGI, like, but, like, the. Ripping it up. Yeah. Yeah. Inserting limbs into limbs and. Yeah. That. I. I I like that um the Ellie the main dead eye is like nothing but a head and she's like you really do look like mom <laughs> just a head <laughs> oh, I love it oh well there's that sister to sister relationship there's always there's a little bit of competition there yeah. there's a little bit of, yeah. yeah there's a little bit of resentment like oh you're just Siblings. traveling the world I've got these three kids and a husband who left me and I'm possessed now um <laughs> I mean it's just fun like it's Okay, movies are back. They've been back for a while, but they're so back now. And it's yeah. really cool to go see this in a theater. You get your popcorn, you get your snacks, you get your drink. You just have a fucking awesome time at the, at the movies. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's what it's all about. Yeah. I want to... I was just going to say our theater was packed. Like, the, it was it was fun. Like, I didn't mind the audience interaction going on. No, it At was one point, good. the person next to me was like, oh, Stephanie! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, how... You got that name? You like you picked remember? Up on it? Yeah, it's cool. Um, so this is what I, before we wind down and wrap up mm-hmm. here, uh, I I would say this is a, I mean if I'm gonna revisit an Evil Dead movie, I, this this, this will be one I'm revisiting. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, um, I would do looks from this movie too. I think mommy looks great. Oh, so I you think need to call her by her name, Ellie? Mommy Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's great. So where so. This is not going to be the end of the Evil Dead franchise. This movie's making a good yeah, amount of money. Well. No, yeah. there's an outlet. It, it goes out into the world at the end. Bruce and Campbell. The director, the director has already come out and said, I got four ideas. Like, he already, right. he, cool. he's ready to go. Yeah. Bruce has said that. I hope that, they're, like, on a cruise uh, in space. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot you could do. Did I just go to Europe? <laughs> <laughs> on a plane Dude, would be Don't cool. you want to eat that croissant? Um. <laughs> Bruce Campbell has said he thinks there's a story involving, you know, uh, our, our both the 2013 and 2023 final girls and and Ash all teaming up, yeah. maybe. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. Where, where do you guys want to see the franchise go? I'd be into that. Um, I, I don't care if they don't do any more with Mia from 2013. Uh, it, I, I wouldn't be against it, but it's not going to hurt my feelings if they don't continue that movie. I I think the biggest issue with that film for me was that it's a little unclear for the audience. And I think it, it was also unclear for all the filmmakers, whether or not that is a remake or it's set in the same universe. I think behind the scenes, they wanted Ash in it at some point it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be in the same universe that didn't pan out. So then they tried to just make it be like a remake, but then there's a weird stinger with Ash at the end. And they have since, you know, come forward about some of that stuff. I think, uh, there's a story out there that Bruce Campbell nixed one of the ideas of having Ash in the film. I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit of a mess in that way. And I think you can tell, and that's what annoys me about it. But going forward, Mm -hmm. I'd love to just see more Beth or, somebody else right like that's the good thing about evil dead it doesn't have to be the same if there's three books out there we can see what those other books are up to and then maybe (laughs) and then maybe your main characters can come together a little down the road i would love to see ash come back i don't need him but i would i would embrace ash coming back maybe one more film yeah it's true all of it i think because evil dead has a (laughs) 
I think Evil Dead could do anything, right? It could be new stories, new people, and just like see how crazy and gory they can make it. And I think that works. I think there might be an. I would personally like to see them do something, do another Army of Darkness type thing, like something that's like way out of left field, funny, In a different time or different. Whatever. Yeah, like have you know have yeah. fucking Beth. Is that her name Beth? Yeah. Like have her time travel to to like you know be a pirate or something. Like you can do whatever you want. These movies are insane. I mean, you, yeah. I think it would be cool to be. I think it would almost be cool that she maybe Ash from the other movie. You know, I guess it depends on what they decide to do with the canon of the show. Right. Because the show is so crazy. It's so out there. There's so many things that it does. If you kind of ignore the show, which movies tend to do, mm-hmm. it would it would be fun if Mia or not Mia, but Beth is like mm-hmm. she gets wind that somebody's dealt with this. But she's like got to find Ash and maybe she finds him in a mental institution or something. From, right. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it could be anything. That- it would be cool. But, uh, you know, there was there was some pictures going around last week of um, the. uh the actress who played Beth, the actress who played Ellie, the actress who played Mia in 2013, mm-hmm. and the two actresses who played the main uh, women in the original, original Evil Dead all hanging out. You know what I mean? Like it was a photo of all of them together. So I think the possibilities are they've like, all been Satan's. They're bitch. all everybody's cool with everybody. You know, like uh, it, it's yeah. not like the usually when movies come out. I feel like if it was another franchise, your the director of 2013 would be like, "Fuck you." We right. did it, you know. Yeah. Why didn't, but these, they're all like, no, do it, make another one. So, yeah. right, right. Yeah. yeah. I say do it. I'll watch it. Keep adding original, cool characters that are like kind of underdogs and relatable and keep it in that same tone and keep the scares and kills and thrills coming because they're good. What's cool, I mean, you don't often find a franchise where, like, in general, the hardcore fan base likes all of it. Like, the average Evil Dead fan likes all of yeah. the movies and the show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty rare. And I think that it's probably because they, because Bruce Campbell, the investment is in him and in, in Sam Raimi and they're pretty involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Campbell's retired from being Ash multiple times, but right. I, well, I he says that, but like, when did, when did Ash versus evil dead end? It wasn't that it was a couple years ago. It's like not that long. Well, they announced they were playing. They were going to reboot it again as an animated series, but that's no longer happening. Yeah, I'd heard about that. Um, which is probably fine. And then when we saw Bruce a couple weeks ago, somebody asked him what happened to the when they were going to do Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. And according to him, it's obvious that Ash would win, but neither of the studios wanted to do that. And I'm just right. like, I, I, yeah, bet he's too tough. Well, I bet there's more I mean, to the story. Sure, but I bet that is part of it because you know how those movies, they, they have to make those movies where it's like a tie. And it's also they all three like, help each other. Yeah, it all has. Yeah, it has to be a tie. And also like Sam Raimi at the time in 2000. And when did that come out? 2004 or something what? like that. At, uh, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, like 04, 2002, yeah, yeah. 2003. Something. Um, those are such big studio movies. Like what would Ash even be like in a movie like that? Sam Raimi would have zero input in a movie right. like that. Mm-hmm. So it'd be mm-hmm. so weird. I don't know. What I love about Ash, and we can kind of end here. Um, I I think it's a it's unique in the world of horror that the usually 
the icons are the the horror bad villains, guys. the bad yeah. guys. But he's like a hero in in the way that like Laurie Strode or you know Sidney Prescott or whatever is a hero or a hero Jake, protagonist. Yes, the look on Jake's face when I said Laurie Strode <laughs> so it's just so funny. You would have thought I was Sorry. playing loud music in the other room. He's like, oh. He'll do it. Uh, it's just a unique. I think Ash is such a unique you know, circumstance and Bruce Campbell's a unique person and the yeah. evil dead franchise is like, like the first movie was made for like $300 or something. Yeah. Like how many, it came, there's been a thousand low budget movies like that, but that's the one that yeah. broke. Through. Well, it all, it all came out of, you can tell it's all like Bruce Campbell's personality and his friendship with Sam Raimi because yeah. like, you know, the first evil dead, they made that movie when they were kids, you know, right, and right. they took, I saw a photo going around today of Sam Raimi meeting uh, George Romero at like Sundance. And it's when he was bringing evil Dead, and he looks like he's 16 years old. Right. And he's so excited to be taking a photo with George Romero. You know, it's like they were kids when they made that. And what's a lot of people don't know. I know I told you guys about this while we were doing the evil dead two thing is that, uh, there's a short film. There's an Evil Dead short film that came out before Evil Dead, and it's called something different, but it's Sam Raimi and it's Bruce Campbell, and he's just running basically from a dead eye. And it's like a, a short film that they did in school that turned in. It's what turned concept, into Evil kinda. Dead. Yeah, and they they just been working on it. You can it's like you can watch those original three movies and just see both of them get more comfortable. Right. With yeah. with the characters or whatever. And like, you know, by the end of part two, Ash is like kind of an asshole and he's like silly. And it's like, that's what Ash is now. But that's because yeah, of Bruce Campbell was like, no, we're going to do this. You right. Know, right. Like this. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of space between the Like, what's the first Evil Dead? 80, 81. And then the second one, six, seven years later. Third one, seven, eight years after that. Like, yeah, it's not like I, they, yeah, they don't churn these things out so often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but the following is cult-like and yeah, yeah, passionate and i think that that real connection to bruce campbell like as in real time he's changing the character to to suit him um and that relationship like you said between director and muse is like really important that's why it comes back and they can still achieve it yeah um yeah all around good stuff man i'm really happy i'm glad we watched 2013 finally yeah, um, it's it's a good feeling to like complete the weird that we have like was one of the uh, as we were watching it was like why haven't we watched it? It's ninety minutes. It's nothing. Just yeah. go watch it. Be a fan. Yeah, do it. We um, if we can do it, you can do it. Well, now uh, watch thirty hours of the TV show. We'll that's probably get some a of that. <laughs> the thing, the thing that I, the thing that to me that's best about the show is when they do stuff like I mean, towards the end of the show, they're back in the cabin. You know, the right, original right. cabin. Uh, Ted Raimi comes back and plays Henrietta from part two cool. and it just yeah. looks exactly the same. They bring you like meet Ash's father, you know, like and then his sister who played Cheryl, who's the dead eye in the cellar in the original film. She comes like all those characters come back. The actors come back and like there's plenty of like throwbacks to those old movies. Right. It's also it also becomes so weird. There's tons of monsters the Necronomicon becomes a person at some point. It's so it's just wow. like any of those TV shows where you're like, what? That makes I will sense. say this. The Necro the, the book in the new movie with the, has like the, the almost like 
teeth. The teeth? Yeah, I, I kind of like that. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not, not like the original, but yeah, still I like cool. the sketches more too than the. Uh, Why don't we call it the Necronomicon anymore? That's another question I have. Neither the 2013 or this movie ever call it the Necronomicon. Are we scared to call it that? They say Book of the Dead, and they say the like. They Hmm. say the like, uh, you know, the Latin name or whatever. But it's never. They never say the word Necronomicon, which is Hmm. weird. San Diego. Is that a silly word to people? Do people think it's no? I always. I love it. I I love it. It's great. It's scary. It's yeah, Necronomicon. That's a good word. It's great. It's good. Why'd you do that? Because I was thinking about Christopher Walken. He's great in that show, Severance. Um, all right, Jacob. Final thoughts. Uh, my final thought has nothing to do with Evil Dead, but um, my I saw what was my most uh, look forward to movie of the year this week, and that's Bo is Afraid. Um, and I just want to urge everybody who can to, to go see it. It it hit my theater late. The movie came out, I think, two weeks ago at this point. Um, for some reason, my theater got it really late. But um, it's out there. And uh, I'm also talking to the two of you. you. You should, If you can, you should try to see it in the theater. See it, yeah. it, is a long, it is a long movie. Um, and I want to say that I, I had a lot of people reach out to me when they saw that I was seeing it and they were asking me about it or uh, you have to go in not expecting to see something like Hereditary or, or Midsummer. Right. <clears throat> I will say that it, it is like a th- it's like having a three hour nightmare. And I and I say that by what I mean when I say that is that like, you know, in a nightmare, like nothing makes any sense. Like yeah. logic is weird. And mm-hmm. it's like the worst thing you can think of that could happen is what happens constantly. Like that's what that's kind of like what Bo is afraid is but it's also really funny um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it, it's sad in, in moments and it's heartwarming in moments. But um, I've been thinking about it a lot. I kind of want to see it again, but it is a long movie. So just cool. Take, yeah. a, take a, a good pee before you go. But I, 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 it should be seen in a theater if, if you can, if you can make it happen. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. yeah I want to see that. We've got guardians of the galaxy volume three. Yeah, that's my out. final thought. I'm excited for that. Coming out next week. We've got, yeah, it's coming. And then we've got, hey, there's a lot of big movies still on the uh, the docket for this year. Indiana Jones, things yep. of that nature. Mm-hmm. The Dial of Destiny. Um, Abby, any other final thoughts? Uh, the Dial of Destiny. I'm, I still can't get behind that. Um, Not a good my, title. Yeah. My final thought is that the, the Evil Dead franchise is cool as fuck. It always has been. Uh, the fact that it's like kind of contraband and like you... Not everyone knows about it. It's, you know, not the same as um, some of the slasher movies. I think it's really cool that we're able to enjoy them and there's more coming. And I'm just grateful that it's a part of our uh, friendship that has bonded us together because Jake was the one that that gave us the piece of the cabin and that kind of, at least for me, like jump-started watching these movies uh, for the podcast. So, yeah, it just feels like, yes, have some at its core to watch these movies and to be gleefully scared. It's at our core with the number one Evil Dead podcast. Think about it. <laughs> if you think about um, it, we are. Core four. Yeah. Uh, a different movie. Oh, right. <laughs> Did you say the core four? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I saw There's it. There's no way Scream is the only... I know that. <laughs> Unless you count our cat who's... Yeah, our Damn. Gene, yeah. Trying to come in on the shot. Getting in the fun. Um, yeah, great movie. Fun to see a bit. You know, we've seen a couple horror movies this year. Um, this is way better than Scream 6. Yeah. Um, just on on so many levels and uh yeah i can't wait to see what happens in the evil dead franchise 
we appreciate you guys being here. Make sure you tune into all of our content here at YHS. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like the video. We do have a Patreon. We'd love for you guys to check it out. It's patreon.com slash yes, have some $5 a month gets you in the door with all of our bonus content, including the weekly extreme toy anxiety after show. Uh, there's, I, we gotta, we gotta figure it out. I want to do a Ghostbusters Patreon bonus this week at some point. Okay. Uh, cause I feel like there's some stuff happening in, in Ghostbusters mm. and Firehouse that. Oh, let's do it. We yeah, wanna, do a ghost bonus. We, ghost bonus. Ghost we, bonus. We, we want to talk about it, it's but kind of like a ghost boner. That's kinda what I like was a ghost thinking boner. of. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff that maybe we shouldn't be talking about on the, the main feed, but we can open up for on Patreon. Um, Lots of great stuff happening on Patreon, including access to the YHS Discord. So if you want to help support the channel, you can do that at patreon.com slash yes, have some. Other than that, I feel so reinvigorated. My love, I love movies. I love going to the theater. I'm Dude, they're about to start filming Twister 2. That's not a sentence I ever thought I was going to say. And even though it's probably not going to have much connection to the original, does it really need it? It's people chasing tornadoes. Let's just, yeah, let's just, that's all I want. Let's mm-hmm. just watch it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy ourselves. Although, hey, there's going to be a scene where you see a framed photo of Bill and Joe, and that's yep, all the fuck That's I all need. you need. And it's going to blow away in the twister. There you go. <laughs> hey, maybe they, what, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, his kid was in that, what was that movie? Licorice Pizza? Maybe they can get him for a twister too. A little dusty. Little Dusty. Here's hoping. Little Dusty, little grudge. Little Dusty, little grudge, little Dusty. Little grudge, little Dusty. Cool. Well, for Abigail Gardner and Jacob Walsh, my name is Craig Goldberg. Thank you for joining YHS. We'll see you next time. Bye. Happy Walpurgis Knot. Yes. uh, Walter Perkins (laughs) Knot. Walter Peck is Knot. Walter Peck. Hey, I said we weren't going to talk about it. Have some.